Hello there, our dear listeners. Welcome to the HSK Student Pod. This is Richard, your host from the HSK ATEC team. Thank you for joining us on episode 18 of the HSK Student Pod. It's a pleasure to have you as one of our listeners. Before we continue, I just need to thank you all, our dear listeners, for your positive response to episode 17. I hope you are all fine, despite the ongoing demands on your time. I know at the moment it's really very busy for both students and staff. Many exams, or skis and assignments are going on for the students. And, on the other end, the teaching staff are also extremely very busy with the marking. We are wishing you all good luck in all those tasks you are undertaking, whether you are a student or a staff member. As usual, I don't want to let you down. I have special guests for you who are going to share wonderful messages with us, and I hope you enjoy this episode. First, we have an introduction message from Karen Atkinson, our Associate Dean for Learning and Teaching and Student Experience. Karen is going to give us some general news and updates on what's going on in the school. And I'll hand you over to Karen. Hello everyone, this is Karen, your Associate Dean Learning, Teaching and Student Experience. Welcome to the Spring into Summer episode of the HSK Student Podcast. It's beautiful outside today, but we had thunderstorms yesterday, so it's a very mixed picture at the moment. This will be a slightly shorter episode because everybody's really busy at this time of year. It is unbelievable that we're over halfway through May and many of you have nearly finished the academic year. May the 17th marked the day when we could at long last meet up inside and apparently we can hug each other. But for many students this will be the first opportunity to return to campus but for many of you there will be little change as HSK students have been coming onto campus throughout the pandemic due to the essential nature of our programmes. You've all done a fantastic job getting through this year so far. Many of you will be in the middle of assessments, so the very best of luck with those. We hope that in September, you'll be able to get onto campus more and have a more normal university experience. But of course, we do need to still follow government guidance, so it is a bit of a waiting game. You will have heard from your programme leads that there will now be opportunities to have face-to-face meetings with your personal tutors if you wish. One development to tell you about is called Hearts Learning. A toolkit is under construction for us to review all of our programmes and modules to ensure that we make our teaching as flexible and inclusive and accessible as possible, as a result of everything we've learned over the COVID-19 period. So taking the best bits of teaching and learning and making sure they're embedded into our approach, teaching students face-to-face which is really crucial for all of you on our professionally based programmes, but also providing flexibility with some teaching, such as lectures, being delivered online to cut down on travel for our commuting students and meaning the materials will be available to be accessed at any time to suit different students' needs and lifestyles. We'll update you of progress in later episodes, but rest assured that students are involved in all the consultations. The National Student Survey has now closed and we had a very good response in HSK 
So thank you to all of the third year students for sharing your thoughts and opinions. It's really important to us. More than 70% of students on every one of the eligible programmes completed it. One student in HSK won the University NSS prize draw and two were runners-up, so that was brilliant news. The social work programme had the highest response to the survey and so the school donated £425, so that was £1 for every student who completed the survey, to their chosen charity, which was the Wellin and Hatfield Women's Refuge and Support Service. So well done, social work. Postgraduate students still have the opportunity to feed back to the university through the Postgraduate Taught Experience Survey, which is open until June the 30th. Your feedback is really important, and so please do try and fill it in, even though we know you're all incredibly busy. It's fantastic news that we have some staff and student finalists in the Vice-Chancellor's Awards. But remember that our very own HSK Dean's Awards are open for nominations, so all students, please nominate all of those fantastic staff who've been supporting you throughout the year. I want to thank all of you who have been working as student representatives and ambassadors this year. I would also like to give a really big vote of thanks to Hattie, Daniel and Ruby, who have been our student community organisers this year, our SCOs. They've done some brilliant work across the school, the university and with individual programmes. Well done. We'll all be hearing from Ruby later in this episode about her experiences of being an SCO. And we're going through the recruitment for next year's SCOs right now, which is really exciting. Later in this episode, we'll also be hearing from Fiona, our University of Hertfordshire chaplain. She tells me about the services that the chaplaincy can provide and how they can act as a safe space to talk if students or staff need this service. And she provides the contact details. So I think that's about all from me for the moment. Again, I wish you lots of luck in your assessments and any activities that you're doing, including placements, over the next period. So take care and bye for now. Thank you very much, Karen, for that beautiful introduction and for sharing with us the important news plus keeping us up to date on what's going on in the school, especially letting us know about some of the ongoing developments with regard to us learning. Thank you, Karen, for this introduction. We do appreciate As a student at the University of Hertfordshire, there is a student role called School Community Organizer, often shortened as SCO. I'm not very sure if all our listeners could tell what a School Community Organizer does at the University of Hertfordshire. For this monthly student success stories, we have the opportunity to hear from our next guest, Ruby Thompson, 
one of the current school community organizers for the School of Health and Social Work. If you don't know what a school community organizer does, Ruby's message will improve your awareness of the role of a school community organizer at the University of Hertfordshire. I now hand you over to Karen, our associate dean, who had the opportunity of meeting and interviewing Ruby. Well, hello, it's Karen back with you now, and I'm with Ruby Thompson, who is one of our school community organisers. So that's an SCO in the school. Ruby has been an SCO for the last year, and she's very kindly agreed to have a chat with me about what the role has been like. So hi, Ruby. Hi, you okay? How are you today? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Good, good. So I wonder if we can start off. I'd like to, if you can sort of tell the listeners why you decided to apply for the role of an SCO in the first place. What um, interested you about it? Okay, I was aware of a lot of what the reps did having been a student in the first year and I thought, oh, that sounds really good. But I also saw a lot of things that I thought, oh my gosh, it'd be really good to make a big difference. And I guess the thing that really appealed was the fact that I felt like it was a role that would allow me to really get stuck in and um, get involved in not only with the student reps, but also with other departments and other people that would help to kind of enact change. So that was the main thing. I felt like it was quite a meaty role to get into. So yeah. Okay, a meaty role, did you say? A meaty okay. role. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it allowed me to like really make a bit of a difference and also not just work with the reps, which obviously is part of our role, but also with other departments and all the heads of departments as well. And it was quite challenging in that way. And I knew it would challenge me. So I felt okay. that it would be really good for that. Okay, so well, so this must have been probably the hardest year that you could have chosen to take on this role. And just in general terms, what's it been like? Because there have been lots of things that you've been dealing with. So, so what's it been like overall? Yeah, it has been really, really challenging. And I suppose it's been completely different to any other year, really, in the way that whereas before we were on campus and you could pop in and see people, you could meet people, you could do face-to-face interviews, you could organise events that were just a bit more in person and therefore you get to know people a lot more easily. So it's been challenging in that respect because a lot of the interactions have been online, have been through social media, which we know it's quite a big thing, but this year it's just exploded much more because we know that that's what everyone's got access to at the moment. You know, when you're stuck indoors, we've got social media, we've got WhatsApp, we've got our emails, and also Zoom and Teams that we've been working with. So it's all just been finding a new way of working. So it's been completely different in the sense that we've had to change the way we would have done things. And we've had to try and create new ways of achieving the same goal. And, um, you know, so it's, it's been quite a learning curve to try and adapt to the new circumstance, uh, which has been great. It really, really has been really good to be able to just learn new things and try things out and see how they work. And, you know, it's been really great because it's, it's actually made you realise that whereas before you, you would think that online doesn't really work as much, we've kind of made it work and we've still managed to achieve a lot. Um, given the time frame and given the fact that most of us doing the well, all of us doing the role are students 
we're doing in the midst of our degree, but we've still managed to try and get fundamental issues that we've been working on. And just some of it's been, you know, just stuff we've done for fun and organised little catch-ups and things. And it's just been really good to try and get that done in a different way. So it's been really good and a learning curve, really. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that overview. Obviously, there's you and we've got Daniel and we've got Hattie, who've been our three SCOs this year. You've been responsible for some specific programmes. Which are the, the programmes that you've been particularly looking after? Yes, I've been looking after radiotherapy and oncology. And then we've got diagnostics, radiography and also physiotherapy. So they're the ones of um, health and social work, the areas that I've been looking after. So it's been quite a mix because I didn't really know much, too much about physio before, for example, because I actually come from like a radiotherapy and oncology background myself. So it's been quite nice to work with other disciplines and also just as, as similar as they are, they're also different. So it's been really good mm-hmm. to do that and oversee it. And obviously working quite closely with Hattie and Daniel, who are also looking after health and social work, it's been really good to see things from their perspective. And just to give you an example, Daniel deals with all the nursing, like mental health nursing, children's nursing, and disability nursing. And I just find it really fascinating because it's completely different to what I do. Um, But a lot of it does have similar similarities in the sense that we're working in a healthcare setting, our degrees are healthcare focused. So there's a lot of similarities and overlaps, but there's also quite a few differences that we are seeing. And it's good to be able to get together and see what those differences are and what do we Mm. have that's a common goal. So it's it's been quite good, actually. And I've learned a lot, actually, from working with my other SEOs, which has just been so much fun. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a good interprofessional sort of uh, experience as well as anything else then. Hattie's got um, quite a varied team as well. (laughs) So we've all got quite a varied team. They're also similar, but they're quite different. And we're all learning from it. And when we meet together, we're also hearing about all of their areas. So it's exposing us to much more than we would have had we have not been in that role. It's also teaching us about working together a bit more than um, than you would otherwise. Like, for example, we've been doing a lot more online learning. And it's been very different. It's been very course dependent. And we've found that out from talking to each other. And we also just learned that some of the courses have got a lot more contact time. Others haven't got so much. A lot of them have got a lot more of a practical focus. So it just really kind of opens your mind up to the fact that it's very easy to get caught up in what your course does and just have that view having worked with the others and also the other disciplines it makes you realize that every course is structured very differently you know and their student life is different and that makes a big impact on you know the opinions you're likely to hear about their student experience and yes it's just really good from that perspective you learn so much in that way yeah sounds really really positive which is excellent I suppose what would be nice is to hear about maybe some of the specific projects that you've done or or particular areas you've worked on. 
And of course, you have been working with the staff teams as well, haven't you? Not just with the students. So what, what sort of things have you been involved with over the year? Yeah, so we've done quite a few of the coffee and catch-ups with a lot of the student reps, which has been really nice. Uh, we've also worked together with the fellow SEOs to launch the social media for the SEOs, just as another communication channel that all of the students can have access to. And on that, we've organised courses for, say, for example, just trying to think off the top of my head, we've done uh, workshops for guided conversations. We actually worked with the, the ladies who's organising a lot of the workshops. She's helped us to find out what the students feel they need in terms of confidence building, how to talk in a speaking exam. And these are all issues and concerns that we've kind of heard from students that maybe they're not always that comfortable to do. And also just learning online because that's a whole new learning curve. And the students sometimes don't feel confident enough to switch on the camera uh, and get involved in like breakout sessions where you need to do a lot of talking. So some of the issues were confidence and just not knowing what to say and feeling like they're on the spot. So we've organised workshops for the students that they can attend. We've advertised that on social media and also just word of mouth and through our um, contact groups like within WhatsApp and stuff like that. I've also spent a bit of time working with other cohorts with like the diagnostics team just to find out a bit more about what they do and we've organised an event for them where they can have like a quiz session and they've done a whole quiz night. And that was when things were getting really like pandemic heavy. So it was like, it was quite difficult to get students to find the time over that period so that they had the option to be able to do a quiz. It's been really good to organise that. And it was good to get the feedback to hear that some of the students really, really enjoyed that. So it's yeah. just um, getting involved, I guess, where, where I've needed to be and, and trying to organise things for the students to attend. Yeah, absolutely. We've been in contact quite a bit. And when you've had feedback from students, you've fed it back to me and we've tried to sort of work on particular issues. Um, can you give us an example of some of the issues that you've perhaps brought to my attention or to the staff team's attention that then work has been done on those? Yeah, I mean, there were a few challenges with a lot of the cohorts because the time when we were doing placement, for example, a lot of our, our courses do have a lot of placement. And because of that, COVID meant that you couldn't have too many people in a treatment room in a hospital setting at one go so it meant that we were being told that we had to achieve say 400 hours over the course of a year but because we had a lot of students in the cohort we weren't able to get those hours to do the time that was required so there was a bit of a general consensus that we're being made to do the placement but we don't have the hours to be able to do them and it was causing a lot of as you can imagine, quite a bit of concern and just a bit of anxiety. So, yeah, that was one of the things I did, did raise with you. And I just had to meet with a few people and just talk with some of the heads of the department and also some of the, the lecturers and the placement site itself. And we had to have like a collective meeting to try and ascertain what the issues were. And if, you know, and because it was something that initially, it didn't feel like it could be resolved. 
we did actually get that resolved so that students were able to carry some of those hours into another week. And they basically made changes that weren't apparent before. Yeah, it was a case of like trying to like firefight in a way and um, reach out to the network that I knew of, which was obviously you and also the people at the placement and also the university and just come together to try and get a solution that would make the students feel a bit more comfortable. So that was really, really good. Um, It was one of the tougher things actually to organise just because when you're dealing with placements, it's quite tricky anyway. So Mm -hmm. it did feel like it was quite a task at the time. But looking back, I feel like it was resolved. So Mm -hmm. with a positive outcome, so that at least everyone's a bit more comfortable with the situation. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, that's one example. I know. Yeah, I mean, I do. I remember that one. And I think it's interesting, isn't it? Because there are things that probably wouldn't have happened if we didn't have the COVID situation. And so you've had to really think on your feet because things have come up that you probably never would have expected. So, yeah, and and that's all good practice, of course, for, you know, when you get out there into the world of work, sort of dealing with the unexpected is always a really good skill to build up. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose one of the things that would be interesting for me to know, and I think the listeners would like to know as well, is what have you most enjoyed? I think you've sort of touched on it a little bit. What have you enjoyed the most about doing the role? I think coming into it, because like I'm a student, I feel like I'm just a student. I know it sounds bad, but like I I just feel like I'm a student. But where I've been working with other people and working with um, students, as well as heads of department, as well as yourself, just working with people on placement sites um, and they've all got different roles and job titles and um, it's just made me a bit more confident to reach out and don't feel like people won't help you or don't feel like they won't listen to your concerns just because you are a student and I feel like it's really opened up my communication skills in a way that probably I wouldn't have done so much before because it's just kind of like made me acknowledge the fact that Everyone is just working towards the same thing and, you know, that you you can kind of just reach out and and ask questions. And even if you are a student, that you can be confident enough to just do that. So it's taught me a lot in that way. So I feel like I've really enjoyed building those relationships, particularly with the heads of departments. And I feel like it's obviously nice for me to have benefited from that. But I also feel like they've also benefited. I feel like they can come to me and ask me for things and ask me for support. And I feel like it's a mutually beneficial relationship. And not only that, just going, looking at it from a wider perspective, I feel like it's completely opened up the gates in terms of nothing's really unreachable. And you know, if you really feel like things aren't changing, you can always reach out further than the people that you know. And it's just all about communication and opening up those networks, which I've just found so useful and it's something I think it's quite a valuable thing to learn and it's not often you get given the experience so I feel like that's been really really beneficial and of course you know I've been working with you which has been just great because I feel like you've also been really really supportive and uh, my teammates like um, Hattie and Daniel have just been fantastic to work with they're so much fun we completely come from different courses we've got a different student experience but we still at the heart of everything that we've done it's been 
just such a positive experience to try and make a difference in such a difficult time that everyone's been going through. And we feel like we've done it together and we've made positive changes. So yeah, it's just been great. And I've really enjoyed that aspect. And at the start, it was a bit like, whoa, this, <laughs> I'm new to this. And I'm only used to being a student. So it took me a while to like, kind of think, okay, I can do this. I just need to become a bit more organized. And I thought I was organized before, but this has made me so much more organized with my time. And it's helped me to prioritize things and not to sit on emails, not to, to sit on things unless I'm working on them, but also to keep people posted about what's going on so they don't think that you've forgotten something. So it's just been really, really overall a fantastic experience for me. That's really great to hear. I mean, I think, you know, it's, it's actually a really powerful message that you're getting across there because, you know, yeah, it's been really nice working with you guys and, you know, we're all human beings after all. And yeah, we're all in different positions just because of how life goes. But, you know, we're here for you. If your students weren't here, we wouldn't be here doing the job. So, you know, you are the focus for us. And so it's really good to have this sort of interaction with you and Hattie and Dan. But I think for you to say that to students generally, to say, you know, reach out, do communicate, because, you know, we do want to hear the student voice. We say it a lot, but we do. And it's really, really important. So that's fantastic to hear that message. And the fact that you've grown a lot through doing the role. So, you know, that, that's absolutely fantastic because that's another one of the reasons for having this type of role for students to access. Yeah. So, so that's a really great message. So thank you for that. And I think it's given us a really nice flavour of what you've been doing. So I suppose the last thing I'm going to say to you is, is there a final message you'd like to get out there to all our listeners of the podcast before we finish just to never put a limit on what you can do and what you can achieve and if you're not happy with something you know the power's in your hands that you can change it and you know whether that's yourself trying to chip away at something but also utilize the people around you and the networks that you're building and um you'll get there you just got to keep trying and have that confidence in yourself because everyone at university is essentially there for the same thing they're working towards something whether that be their studies or just helping students so and that goes for staff and students alike so yeah just keep keep going keep chipping away and working on your goals excellent well thanks ever so much ruby it's been so nice to talk to you and really great to hear your message and i'm sure everybody will really enjoy hearing about your experiences this year so i'm going to stop there and um and thank you very much again and bye for now you're welcome thank you bye What a beautiful message from Ruby and Carrie. Thank you very much, Ruby, for coming to the HSK Student Pod to speak to the HSK Student Pod listeners. I'm sure our listeners are going to enjoy your message and will find it very informative, especially for the student listeners and the new staff members. Dear HSK Student Pod listeners, including all the other University of Hertfordshire student listeners, 
Ask Ruby a summarize for us some of the wonderful things she has been doing along with her colleagues. For those who don't know what a school community organizer does or what they do, Ruby has now given you a good idea of what this important role is about. Ruby and all the other current HSK school community organizers, we have really appreciated all your efforts and the time you have put in in your role as school community organizers for HSK. Ruby, listening to your message, indeed, it clearly shows our listeners you are a future student ambassador. You have given us a beautiful message. We wish you good luck in your remaining part of the course. We also thank Karen for meeting and interviewing Ruby. Thank you very much, Karen, for this beautiful interview. The University of Hertfordshire offers a range of students' well-being advice and support services to its students. For this month's profession spotlight, we have our guest, Fiona De Chaplain. She's part of the UH student well-being team. Fiona is going to share a brief message with us to help raise awareness of the various advice and support services available from her role as the university's chaplain. I now hand you over to Karen, our associate dean, who had the opportunity of meeting and interviewing Fiona. Hello. Today I'm talking to Fiona, who is our University of Hertfordshire chaplain. Hello, Fiona. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Busy. Yes, I think everyone is at the moment. So thank you ever so much for coming along, offering to speak to our students and staff in HSK about the, the sort of support that you can offer, I think mainly to students, but I'm actually just saying that I'm wondering whether it's for staff as well, and you're nodding, yes, so for staff as well. And we've just been having a chat about the sort of stresses that the students and staff have been experiencing, very intensive courses, working out there on the front line. And so I think more than perhaps normally, students and staff are experiencing very great challenges, both personally and in the work and study settings. I mean, I wonder if we could just start off by you introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about the service, I guess, that you're part of. Wonderful. So I'm Fiona and I'm actually an Anglican priest, but don't let that put you off. I'm here as a Christian in service, really. So my job is not to run around campus and and convert people to Christianity. That's not really what it is. It is to support if anybody does want to have information on Christianity or any other faith, actually, that they might be interested in. But it's to be here. And I like to divide it up into three things. I talk about the chaplaincy as a whole, offering spiritual, social and pastoral support. So if we think of those three things, spiritual, yes, if anybody's got questions on the the meaning of life, and we have a lot of those at the moment, they're very welcome to come. If they want to find out about other faiths, we've got a whole range of chaplains, volunteer chaplains besides myself. So we've got a Jewish chaplain, a Muslim chaplain, a Buddhist chaplain, a Greek Orthodox chaplain, there's a male Anglican chaplain. So people can come and ask questions and I can signpost, I can connect them up to the relevant person if they wish. On the social front, the chaplaincy always runs a range of small but beautiful activities during the week. So we've got everything from online prayer sessions at the moment to online craft sessions. And come September, we'll go back to a mix of in-person things in our spaces 
and online things. We've got two spaces. One is the key building on College Lane campus, which is set in the woodlands. It's very nice. It's a bit hard to find, but do ask and I'll give you directions. It's above the forum. And then on de Havilland campus, we've got the multi-faith space and that's opposite the Students' Union shop. It's down that end by the, the bus stops. So there's going to be lots of things running there. And then the pastoral side of things, which is very, very important, and I've long wanted to connect up with HSK to offer this. It's about being a listening ear. It's about people coming with whatever is on their mind or their heart. doesn't have to be anything to do with faith or religion. I'm just here to listen and help. So again, it could be signposting to another service if I think somebody needs more help than I can offer. Or sometimes it is just the, the opportunity to come and speak to somebody who's not a friend or not a member of the family, because some of the things that are seen in placements and in the daily work are very, very difficult to cope with. And <laughs> I'm speaking as one, I like to think of myself as a death professional. There is very little you can say to shock me. So I'm quite a good dumping ground, if you like. Brilliant. Thank you. That, that's really helpful. Um, and um, <clears throat> you're saying you, you've wanted to touch base with HSK. I mean, at, at the, up to now, um, have you had much contact with HSK students? I do regularly see HSK students and I love to see them because I have a great deal of respect and admiration for anybody who wants to go into nursing or paramedic science or any of the frontline services. Social work is, is very difficult too in our society. So I'm always delighted to see HSK students. Brilliant. I mean, I think you, you have touched on it a little bit already, but as we were saying earlier, we do have a large number of students from different ethnic and cultural backgrounds in HSK. And I just wonder what you might be able to offer or just expand a little bit on what you offer for that sort of wide range of students or, or staff? The chaplaincy is here for everyone and there doesn't have to be a spiritual reason to come and connect into what we offer. So I will deal with everybody from a security guard to, ooh, I haven't seen the vice chancellor in a while, but <laughs> I'm happy to talk to anyone, member of staff, student. It doesn't matter what it is, that there is nothing that is too small or too big, you're very, very welcome. Just come and have a chat. At the moment, we've got something called Wednesday Walk and Talk. And the secret to that is it doesn't have to be on a Wednesday. So it can be at any time that actually suits the person who needs to talk. And it doesn't actually have to be a walk. At the moment, it does have to be outside. But I have plastic and we can pick up a nice coffee and we can go and sit somewhere. There's so many lovely spaces on the campus that we can just go and sit and have a chat. Lovely. That sounds great. We do have a lot more international students in the school as well. And I wonder if you do see students from other countries. Obviously, there are the extra stresses of coming to a different country and having to sort of settle in. So I'm, I'm wondering what sort of thing you might be helping them with. Absolutely. We used to run something called International Cafe in person in the Quay, and I'm hoping to bring that back, which was particularly aimed at international students. 
the pressures on international students are very great and there's been a, a big sense of isolation and this has been such a changing landscape and they haven't been able to go out and do all the fun stuff that they were expecting to do as international students to visit all the places and, and meet people. So I do talk to quite a lot of international students and I was an international student myself. I studied in France and I studied in Austria. So I get that loneliness vibe. I really do. So again, if you just want a chat, you're very welcome. That's really lovely. Yeah, because I, I do think that isolation has been, well, particularly difficult for, for um, international students. I think for other students as well, perhaps those who are on campus, living on campus as well, but particularly for, for our international students, yes. Okay, so, so that's great. I think we've got a nice picture, really, of, of what you can offer to the students. So what would be the best way for students to get into contact with you, particularly at the moment when we're still working remotely for quite a lot of the time? Students are very welcome to, in the first instance, email. So the address is chaplain at hearts.ac.uk. It's also really, really worth and fun following the chaplaincy on social media. So we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and that's at UH Chaplain. It's a mixture of fun staff, supportive messages, signposting to services. So please do follow that. And again, you can ping me a message there if you want to get in touch. There's lots of information about the chaplaincy on Ask Hearts. Again, all you have to do is type in chaplaincy. Yeah. It, just get in touch any way you can. And also there is a phone number. So that is 07702-442-696. And I'll repeat that, grab a pen. It's 07702-442-696. Now that is only on in office hours, but please do book in, ring. And if I don't answer, I do call back. And the other thing to say is that something that's come to me through talking to HSK students is the difficulty of being on placement, of feeling remote from the campus and from the tutors and from the friends. And one of the things to look out for in some of the settings you're working in are the chapels. Most hospitals have a chapel, which is a lovely calm space. Again, you don't have to be in there for a faith reason. Trust me, it'll be a nice, quiet, calm space that you can just go and think you would be more than welcome, I know, to meditate. So please do go and search those out. And also, there is usually a team of chaplains and again, generally of different faith dispositions. So you might actually be able to speak to somebody of your faith. Excellent. That's really, really helpful. Yeah, because I, I think, you know, that, that distance from the university has made things more difficult. I think having you to come and speak to is really helpful because I, I do think sometimes students appreciate having someone who's nothing to do with the programme that they're on to speak to because I think, you know, having that bit of distance can sometimes be helpful as well. It is very important to stress that I don't report back unless I think someone is at risk or at risk to others. So it is a neutral space. I don't know who your tutors are or your line manager is, that's fine. Just come and chat. Excellent. Thank you. So that's been really helpful. I just wonder if maybe there's a last message you'd like to get out to everyone before we finish. 
our chat today. I think it's really, really important at the moment to be kind to yourself. Everybody is under strain. It's spiking all over the place. We've had so many difficult things to deal with, and it's a completely changing landscape. It's not like we have got an endpoint that we're traveling towards at the moment. We have got a hope that we're traveling towards, but we don't actually know when that's coming. And this constant moving situation is absolutely exhausting. So we have to take special care of ourselves. Now, that might be eating well, sleeping well, cutting down on all the fun stuff like alcohol and fatty foods. But it's also about connecting with people, maintaining friendships, making sure that you get breaks, proper breaks. I've changed my holiday pattern in the last year to make sure that I'm taking regular short breaks. And I think it's really helpful. And just just staying connected with family and friends, because those are mood boosters. If, if those are mood boosters for you, go and engage with them. Absolutely. Thank you. I think that's a really nice and strong message to finish with. I think, you know, if we don't look after ourselves, we can't possibly look after our patients or our clients or our students or anybody else who's in our life. So absolutely, really, really helpful, I think. Most priests have the mantra that you put on your own oxygen mask first. It's the airplane one in order to help other people. So if you are in these frontline professions and you are one of the wonderful human beings who is helping other people, remember to help yourself first because that's the way it works. Great message to finish on. Uh, Thank you ever so much, Fiona. It's been lovely to meet you. And I hope lots of the students and the staff take advantage of being able to come and speak to you as you've described it, that neutral space, which I think is really helpful. So thank you very much and goodbye for now. It's been a real pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye. A great message from Fiona and Karen. What an enlightening message you have left with our listeners. Fiona, thank you so much for the useful information you have shared with us today. I'm sure our student listeners are going to take on your key message and make use of the various advice and support services available from your role as the university's chaplain. Thank you, Fiona, for coming to speak to us today especially during this challenging time where we are all isolated from each other. Dear HSK Student Pod listeners, including all the other University of Artforsha student listeners, as Fiona summarized for us, I hope you are now more aware of what the university's chaplain team can do for you during your time at the University of Artforsha. I also hope you now know where the chaplain is best and how you can get in touch with them. Karen, We thank you again for bringing us another great guest to speak to the HSK Student Pod listeners. Thank you, Karen. I wish to thank our guests, Ruby, Fiona and Karen, for the good messages they have shared with us today. It's always a pleasure to have you on the HSK Student Pod. Also need to thank our anonymous staff members who have made this episode to be a success. Thank you all for your support and creative ideas.
I know there are many of you who are still doing your exams or OSCEs, or some of you will be doing them in the next few weeks. I'm also aware some of you are still on your old placements, and some of you are just starting your new placements. I wish you good luck on your placements. Also wish you good luck in your current or future assignments and exams. Dear student pod listeners, as usual, you are encouraged to make the most of the resources and support you are being offered here in the school and in the wider university. If you need to speak to someone, please, do not sit in silence. There are always people willing to listen to your needs. Please, if you have a problem, do get in touch with your personal tutors or find a staff member you find easy to talk to. I also need to remind you that you should always remember to check your emails and look out for those announcements that often are sent to you. They always contain important messages. We don't want you to miss out on these important messages. As we come to the end of this podcast, I just need to say, look after yourselves and your loved ones. Stay positive and find some time for relaxing, doing those things that you enjoy doing in a safe environment. I hope everything you do during this month goes well for you. And I also hope there is some good sunshine where you live for you to enjoy with your loved ones. Bye-bye from Richard, your host, and join us in our next HSK Student Pod, which will have something fresh and new to listen to. Bye-bye.